Yeah, man, we're gonna get fucked up around six. Don't trip. Yeah, Don't I was thinking right that now, that would be good. Death. I love that idea. Yeah, it's liquid death. We'll get fucked I'm, up. I'm gonna get six. fake fucked up, but still fuck. You know, <laughs> like because me having two drinks is like okay, doing yeah. something. We went to dinner. You was you, you let loose a little bit. You I loose puke a, the next day. You, yeah, right. I think it was from the fish because I only had like two and a half drinks. You remember somebody sent food to our table? The security guards did. Remember? Yeah. We all ate it. Oh, yeah. They probably gave us the bad food. <laughs> they probably sent hey, us. think about it, right? Kind of fucks with your mind a little bit. Right. <laughs> Freak out on that one. <laughs> well, but the security guards that we had the whole time we were in Vegas happened to be like security guards at the restaurant we went to, too. So when we went to the restaurant, they told the staff, like, hey, bring these guys a bunch of food and stuff. And then it just so happens that the fish that they brought out had me puking in the bowl the next day. Man, what was it, grouper? I, hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the fish expert. We're, we're recording? Good, good. You ready? You no ready? jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. You Sharpest, better keep that part about the fish. Coolest podcast. That way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've been back in the building since everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Your phone is uh, jingle jangling down there. Vibrating. Vibrating. That's yeah, what they man. call it these days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Let's put it that way. It has been, and it's caused me to do a lot of soul searching, a yeah. lot of what the hell am I doing, YouTube wise, right. life wise, content wise. And there's definitely like there were times, and there has been times over like the last few months in general mm. uh, where there's been moments where I was like, do I really want to do this? Is this really like what I want to spend the next ten years? of my life doing. And I got to say that people like you calling me and talking to me and, and, and seeing your motivation, even at times where my personal motivation was relatively low, yeah, was pretty huge in terms of getting me past that hump of being like, okay, what the fuck are we doing? And I've, continuing to have that, that confidence. It, it's like this, man, you know, especially when stuff like that doesn't always happen to people, like mm -hmm. where they just constantly, I'm, I've had to face a lot of things, so I'm like, man, this is nothing. We can get past this, man. Mm. It's just a hiccup in the road right now. That's it, man. It's right. just a bump. But I, I see people still messing with the content. Mm. They still love what we're doing. Right. You know, we're still here. We might have taken a hit. Well, we certainly have taken a we hit view count-wise and everything. We did. My thing that I look at it now, and I know that this might to the fans sound a little bit like I'm just trying to throw any possible positive slant on everything because obviously what has happened to the channel has been negative and everything but i'm i'm kind of personally taking it as a challenge to be like okay we have an audience we have a defined audience an audience who yeah. want to watch good content mm -hmm. it's on us to fulfill that and to you know the the idea I, I think i'm past the idea of thinking like oh the audience just hates me so much and it's so over me and it's so over everything that they're not even going to give us a chance. I think a chance is what we have, that the yeah. fans are still willing to hear us out, still willing to, to give the content a shot. I think that over the past year or two, maybe in certain ways, we've uh, gotten a little bit lazy in terms of mm. not really putting our full effort into the content. I feel that. I feel that. Not not you necessarily, or not anybody in particular. But no, because just... I when, listen when you speak, I'm, I'm a I'm a different type of player. Like when you speak about it, I look at us as a whole. So even if it's not me, I'm still a part of it. So mm -hmm. you know whether I whether I did something to that or not doesn't really matter. I got to help. 
know what I'm saying? Like, we got to fix it as a whole. We got to fix it together, man. Right. That's what it's about when you plan for a team. When I started doing this, it was literally like there's a there's a million rappers waiting to be interviewed, whether it's underground rappers, street rappers, uh, legendary rappers that just are not going to get on Breakfast Club or not going to get on any of the other platforms that right. were out in 2015, 2016. Right. And it was easy. It was like I kind of had the lay of the land, like all these different interviews to do. And as time has gone by, I mean, things have changed. Like No Jumper kind of went through the – there was like an era where we were just doing underground rappers and SoundCloud rappers Triple and X stuff. was the shit. That Facts. shit went up. That's that's legendary I mean, for this channel. That era, and then soon after that, you got all this content with Lil Xan, Trippy Red, Juice World, all these these different guys who Shout are all kind of – they have a similar – energy about them a similar fan base and stuff yeah. then you're going into t 2020 2021 we start doing then the gang shit the street shit was like really cracking off around that time then we kind of go into the the era where the primary content is the host driven shows and now what's the next era we're kind of like putting and, and the, the weird thing about that is we seamlessly transition between all the different eras now we're kind of in a position where the era that we were in kind of abruptly ended and it's like, like okay it's fizzling itself out i feel like it fizzled very immediately <laughs> you know <laughs> it uh it fizzled quickly it was like you know right. kind of overnight like it's like oh there's problems boom it's done right you know which nobody saw coming yeah. and if if possible we would have had a much more gradual and possibly not complete transition what's your what's your idea for what's some of your ideas or just an idea for a new transition for the company I think we just got to keep working on our podcast uh, clicks, ensembles, whoever we have on camera and everything. I think that we we got to keep you know working at finding the best possible grouping of people, and then once we find those groupings, like really being able to create a sense of camaraderie, yeah. you know, like really having it be. I like sometimes with the No Jumper Show, the last couple of weeks, I felt like it was pretty good at times, but I also feel like. To me, it stands out enough that we don't necessarily have that real deal, like friend connection between the four of us at the same time. And to me, that's kind of like the best thing that a channel can have is like that real friend feeling, that camaraderie. It's like so hard to fake. Um, but it's but <clears throat> people got to understand too, man. Business is business. And sometimes, like, yes, it's good to be friends. Like, I like to put a business first because business is what's going to make us thrive in our friendship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we put our friendship in the front of things, I feel like what it does is it just creates this conundrum of bullshit. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like, because now people may, and it's just a general statement, people may or may not take more advantage of something because they feel like they know the person deeply. Like, mm -hmm. they do certain shit with them. And like I said, when it's business, man, I like I like business, man. I like to keep the business because business is where we don't um, we don't try to overstep each other. Right. Like when it's business, like I I don't know what your reaction is. There's gonna be a mystery if I do a certain shit to you versus like oh we're friends. Oh I know how he's gonna react. Mm -hmm. I know how he's gonna be about it. Right. I I remember hearing a or reading an interview with Jay Z back in the day where they're talking about something between him and somebody else that they were doing business with, and mm -hmm. they said, do, do you even need to have your lawyers in the room? And Jay goes, of course, we got to have the lawyers in the room. Everything else like, can work itself out, but the lawyers are going to be the ones who figure out what makes sense in terms of the business and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that that is one thing that 
in retrospect that I want to be very, very much. And it's something that you've been good about is like, you've always been very upfront about what you expected or what you thought was fair. And so we've had those conversations that has been one of the more hurtful things in seeing certain people leave the show is that there were certain people who I was losing money on their shows. And then after the fact they go and they do content talking about how I was basically not paying them shit. And it's like, I felt like, and, and, and to be real, these are people I've had that conversation with where I told them, this is how much money we're making off of it. And so it's going to be difficult for us to pay you what I think would be fair because of the fact that, you know, sometimes live streaming on YouTube can be kind of rough in terms of uh, making it back. Well, it changed, right? And it has you, changed a lot. You, yeah. YouTube changed some of their policies where live streaming isn't getting paid as much anymore. It's more pre-record. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they just changed it up when they did like the, you know, paying for shorts and shit like that. And it was really more just like, I think they feel like live streaming is such a zany, crazy environment that anything could happen. So it's not a safe place for them to put advertising campaigns from fucking Kellogg's and all this shit. You it's know? all about the ad revenue, man. Yeah. I learned, listen, I'm going to be honest, man, throughout all of this, and I'll keep it brief on it. I've learned a lot being in No Jumper. I grew as a podcaster and overall like i grew as a businessman like and understanding like the business and how things can go man mm. you know that's why i feel like like you said i've always been up forward being up forward with somebody and up front about what you want and what you don't want there can there's never going to be any confusion there's no confusion in that i tell you what i want you tell me what you want you tell me what you don't like i tell you what i don't like mm -hmm. it's very transparent and when you can do that that shit's gonna this shit can work a lifetime man mm. you know what i'm saying just people like people in the world gotta understand something man like because i used to be like that just don't not everything you ain't got to take everything personal but you kind of inspired me or let me like rethink how things might work in the long run mm -hmm. when you left the group chat many months ago mm -hmm. we had like an epic group chat going for years really that was like pretty much everybody that you think of as being like the on-camera faces for no jumper we talked about it five million times and there was a day and i don't i think it was actually you only you had an issue with like one person in the group chat at that moment it wasn't like you were really going at it with everybody or anything like that it wasn't like a cataclysmic thing and i didn't even know why you left the group chat i didn't know that you had a little i thing said going this on. i said this man like and i'll keep it brief on it but like for the group chat it's like this, bro. I want to keep respect for everybody. When you're constantly around people, like you have to think about it. We're we're all crammed in this. Well, not crammed now because this fucking facility is huge. But in all in all, like we're all crammed together constantly. People come to the office every day. They're working every day mm -hmm. to leave, to go home, to still be in a group chat and still keep the shit going. It's no breaks. Mm -hmm. Hell, even people in relationships need to have jobs to go and work because if they're around each other all the time, the things that probably didn't bother you before start to nitpick at you now. Right. You know, you start to like, first you were cool with it. Now it's like. I don't really like that shit. But that's the thing with the group chat too, though, is that if for the last couple of years, if we had only been doing content together and we weren't in a group chat, don't you think that we would have felt like strangers a bit more? Not strangers, but it definitely, the, the group chat intensified the friendship. Because if somebody's in the club and they're drunk as fuck at midnight and they go into the group chat and they're like, yo, I'm drunk as fuck. This bitch just hollered at me, rah, 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 rah. And we're all in there like, ah, you stupid fuck. Ah, we're all messing with them, whatever. Not to say that that happened, but, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. If it's if it's noon and somebody sends the group chat a picture of them at the park with their family, everybody's like, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. 
That is dope. Like it used the right way, it can really intensify the nature of your friendship, I guess you could say. But then at the same time, I think we both saw how it wasn't it always little, fucking that, Adam. Yeah. It wasn't always that. That's nice. That's mm. a nice gesture, nice way to put it. Like, yeah, you know, people did send stuff like that. But it was just some of the shit, man. I just, I hated waking up and going to sleep too, bro. Mm. I hated that shit. I'm like, man, I got a lot going on in life. And I feel like this. If we all really fuck with each other, hey, we all got each other's numbers. Just call me. Mm. I, I answer. Right. You can call me. I don't have to sit in a group chat all day long and it's much love to everybody like it wasn't nothing personal it's just certain shit that i don't deal with mm -hmm. i i didn't deal with before this i'm not gonna deal with it during or after and there's times when i look back at some of the stuff that we would argue about or get into in there and it's it's you know and there, there were times like towards the end where i would see somebody kind of trying to start an argument or trying to have a certain kind of conversation and i'll just be like nah i'm just not gonna do it i'm just, gonna, of, I'm just gonna bail out on this one man there's a lot of there's a lot of alphas and, you know, a lot of testosterone, man. It's mm -hmm. a lot of, you know what I'm saying? You're putting together a lot of alpha people. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, people are going to bump heads. Of course, people are going to not always see eye to eye, man. But like I said, if we focus, well, then, because we talk about then, if we focused on the business at hand, I think a lot more things would have been would have played out a lot more smoother. And at a certain point, though, it was like the business was kind of fucked up and personality-wise, it wasn't great. Like people were maybe not as close as they used to be. And from our side with no jumper, we're kind of looking at it like, uh, like the finances of this are not really a hundred percent where they need to be. And you know, what's crazy is because you talk about a lot of shit on camera mm. and you never talked about that right. until all this happened. Mm. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, this isn't taking your side to say, no, this is just real. I'm looking at it realistically. You talk about you you've been comfortable talking about everything, and that's one thing I never heard you like bring up was like, "Hey, we're losing money in this department. You know, let's try something different." I just always felt like in the long run, it was more important that we have you know a crew of people and stuff. But once you kind of are doing a plan for the long run, long enough, and yeah. you're kind of like actually coming out of pocket every month, it does become kind of hard to justify at a certain point. Yeah, and it's like me and your situation is different though because we always pre-recorded the shit. Mm -hmm edit the swears out, do whatever we can do. So then something like the the Blueface and Krishan Rock episode, if we were to go and take wow. a look at it. Yeah, and but let's say we did that live. It would have been a moment. We would have had 50,000 live viewers. We would have had... Right. It would have been crazy. And it would have got clipped. The dope would have got clipped and reissued out all over the fucking world. The, we would have got beat to it. The best clips of it would have been on YouTube on other people's channels. On other people's channels. Instead, <laughs> we were able to get it ready, drop it, even... Almighty getting in the fight with Kelpie, whatever, even though that was obviously not the ideal situation or that whatever. Was crazy. We were able to take it and clean it up, figure out what the fuck we want to do. Sometimes live can be. And I'm not I'm not here to talk bad about live. Because no. I'm gonna be real. When I look at us going away from live, it's very understandable as somebody who, you know, has a career and has like a kid and and wants to be home before 10 p.m., et cetera. But I like I'm in a different mind state right now in terms of the content. Mm -hmm. When I look at the content what we're doing on No Jumper right now, yeah. my attitude is kind of changing. My attitude is kind of like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, even if it kills me, to make this content as good as I know it can be. And I feel like it's, it's kind of like having lost so much of what the brand made it 
lost so much of what made the brand the brand at a certain point has kind of changed my attitude on a little bit. And that's why yesterday when I, I talked to you and I just said, hey, fuck it. When you're in here Tuesday, let's do the No Jumper Show live. Let's just fucking let's do it. pop on there. Let's do it. Even when we were talking earlier about having some drinks, my old ass boring fucking dad lifestyle does not really allow myself to like go and get drunk. <laughs> but when I think about what's going to help me get out the box and really get into something with, with sharp and breaking whoever on camera, that'll actually really be a moment for the fans. Well, maybe I owe them a couple that's, of drinks. That's the only way you're going to connect the dots mm. is going outside the box. Right. It's the only way, bro. And sometimes you got to do the name necessarily drinking at them. It's just being more in, you know what I'm saying? Being more excited. Like, yeah, mm. man, let, let's do it. The the Back when you first started, that excitement, reach for that. Find that again. Exactly. You know, when you first, remember when you first started and you didn't even have nothing this fucking big. I had nothing. Think about it. It's, it's I was really up. coming out of pocket then. It's <laughs> fucked up because if you would have, if, if somebody would have came from your future and came and told you like, hey, you're going to have a fucking multi-million dollar building. You're going to have this. You probably wouldn't have believed him. You would have been so excited, bro, like more than what you are now. Find that excitement. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Find it like how you would have fucking been excited fucking in 2015 when you got the shit going. You know right. what I mean? Like find that shit again, man. You actually made it, bro. You're here. We're here. But that's the problem is that sometimes once you're here, once you've made it, it becomes harder for you to necessarily go on camera and be the best version of yourself, especially if you're thinking past <coughs> this moment. You know, if you're thinking past what you're doing today, if you're thinking about all these other things in your life, et cetera, it becomes very difficult to be that sort of freewheeling, fun version of yourself. I don't think people, and see, people ain't really listening. And you tell, and I've heard you say this many times. It's like, we, we come in and create content. People don't know what we're going through on our outside life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for us to still come in, whether it's live stream, I even commend them guys from at the end of the day, like, hey, man, it's much love because you don't know what's going on in people's lives. And they have to come in and be on camera and put on, you know what I'm saying, like this, this smile and try to get through this shit. You know, I'm sure we've all had our problems and had to walk in this fucking office on me. I mm -hmm. have. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, the show must go on. I can't sit there and be like, Fuck! I just can't do the interview today, man. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm just right. mid-interview. Can't you can't you can't break, man? You gotta stand strong. And like I said, I think that this company has withstood some crazy shit. And I'm sure this ain't the fucking end for us, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of crazy shit, shit happens, bro. People are gonna say what the fuck they want to say, but they know that what what No Jumper has been has been a place that has facilitated for people that probably would never even get a chance in multimedia content or anything like that, including myself. We wouldn't get it. We, we all got a chance in this shit, man. And just, you know, even the people that are here now, like we all got a chance to make this shit thrive and to keep thriving, man. I've, I've been here for a year. When I came in- It's only my, been a year? It's only been a year. We started Sharp No Jumper, it's only a year? Year. Fuck. It's been a year, man. That's crazy. A little over long. a year now. Okay. It's been a little over a year fucking, I think my first one was- August. Well, the first one was me interviewing you, and then I wonder how long in between that and us doing we something did else blue, was. Because we did Blue Jasmine right afterwards. Mm. Remember? We I sat down. Did she ever pop that baby out? I don't know. You know, I, I think know. she's still selling She's still selling clothes. Well, you can that's have what a, she does. That's what you do when you have a baby. You sell some clothes, right? Sell some, sell some baby clothes. clothes. 
<laughs> well, they keep getting bigger, so you got to sell the clothes or give the clothes away at a certain point. <clears throat> Man, like like I said, my kid got a fire Gucci like burlap sack type outfit from mm-hmm. Tiana Trump. Damn, wore it one time. We, one gave, time. we gave it away to somebody. Uh, maybe we didn't give it away. I got my daughter one time um, a ball main like like romper, like a jumper, mm. like you know what I'm saying, like a one piece or Sounds whatever. Fresh. Man, wore it once, done. Yeah. You you wash the shit, you, it, the shit's over with, man. You know, that's why it's just best to just hand that shit down so people should never take a disrespect when people say, hey, man, I know you're having a baby. I got some clothes. Go get that shit. Yeah. These kids run through that shit anyway. Because when I buy clothes, when I'm out of town, buy my kid a couple shirts at a certain cool little kid store I see or whatever. Yeah. I realize it's kind of like almost a pain in the ass for my girl. Like my girl got to like think about it. Like, oh yeah, he bought her this Bape shirt. I got to go make sure to put the Bape shirt on and take a photo because she already got five, ten outfits that she's got the kid wearing all the time, whatever. But them clothes, man, and be and you know what's so cold because them kids, like you said, they grow. And watch when you see your daughter hits about four years old, man. She's gonna she's gonna sprout and she's gonna want fucking. She, y'all teaching her already Gucci and all. Like she's gonna be like that at four years. Hey man, the older she dad, gets, the more I'm gonna not let the Gucci we go be to, part of her life. <laughs> can we go to Gucci, Dad? Can we go to Louis? Oh hell no! Fuck. It's tough though when you're in the Gucci store and you're looking at these fucking kids' outfits and they're so cute. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I am not gonna spend four hundred bucks, five hundred, whatever thousand. it is, yeah. for a dress that she's gonna wear one time, and then it's just gonna go to some other kid or what? I mean, this is it feels irresponsible. I went to get my kid a. Uh, you got my son, uh, what was it? It was a off-white button-up like flannel. Ooh. And it was in like a retail store, like, you know what I'm saying? Like where you go in there and they got a bunch of little everything, but, you know, hopefully the size is yours. Right. Man, I fucking picked up the price tag. It was like 400 bucks for this. Like, I'm like, bro, he's going to wear this shit maybe twice. He's going to drop ketchup and all types of shit probably on it. Wipe his nose. Yeah. He's going to do all types of shit with this shirt. He's going to abuse this fucking shirt, man, you but, know? But then you take that same logic and apply it to yourself. Why yeah. the fuck am I buying $800 shoes if I'm going to wear them two times? Man, bro, I, you know what? I, I'll tell you this. I should hide these Gucci sluts. That, put them hey. a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> Blatantly I, I, hypocritical. Look, man, when it comes to, like, clothes... I even told Flacco, I was like, bro, you don't have to spend a fucking arm and a leg to look decent. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get, you can find a couple of nice stores, man, that have a decent price tag to where you're probably spending 50 bucks for a pair of jeans, Mm -hmm. you know, $30 for a shirt, you know, and find some shit that really looks good on you, man. It's not the, look, I heard the other day, I watched something on, uh, I think it was Slim Thug. Yeah, but Slim Thug, you know, from the South, the rapper mm-hmm. from the South from yep. back in the day, he, and how he stayed rich, how he stayed a multimillionaire. Man, he showed the tag on his shirt, $5.99. He said shorts, $12.99. He says, yeah, I wear this shit to the club. He says, and it looks good. He says, because I'll drape it with a million dollars worth of jewelry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He says, but my clothes be cheap. I remember seeing uh, Moneybag Yo do that when I, he came in to do a, his first interview, and he had some like cool jeans on, plain white tee, and then a bunch of chains. And I was like, that's smart. Like, he ain't going to go just buy a $1,000 fucking designer top just for one interview Jay or whatever. Cole, shout out to him. J. Oh, Cole, J. Cole, J. Cole does the same thing. He motivates me to live like a bum. He does the same thing. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'll say this. No, he looks clean in what he right. wears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wear the little short sets and shit like that. He looks clean. But he ain't fucking, I don't see 
J. Cole and fucking Gucci and Louie every day. But there was a, a, a award show that he went to, I think, at one point where him and French Montana and somebody else, maybe Trey Songs or some shit, they were all wearing like the same Versace hoodie because they all have stylists. Right. You just buy them. Hey, yeah, wear this. You know, you're, you're J. Cole. You're too busy to know what clothes are cool or whatever. They buy, buy them for that. But then, like, you're one of two other, of three people who are at this award show all wearing the same shit. What if it's a gag to the stylist? Like, hey, because the, the they all are cool. Because think about how many people are cool in media, how many of the fucking Maybe. PRs all fuck with each other and people like that. They're all kind of connected. You but know those what I mean? stylists probably all got in trouble for that. No. Maybe not trouble, but like they just act like they never knew, man. Like what? We didn't know. This is yeah. the most popular thing out right well, now. Well, what I'm describing is probably not that out of the ordinary. It probably happens all the time. <laughs> For real, man. So celebrities like they probably got to deal with that shit all the time. But anyway, um, okay. Here's a question that I wanted to ask you. You obviously had a lot of people kind of trying to put pressure on you, acting like you were supposed to leave No Jumper too. What was the sharp thought process when uh, hearing all that? Um. To be honest, we'll start it from the beginning. Yeah. And how I felt about it was, like, I tried to stay out of it. Mm. Man, I really did. Like, I didn't want to, even though I knew I was going to take heat for shit already, just because, like, this was, I, I couldn't ignore this one. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't be like, oh, well. Business Trump as usual. Just stay business <laughs> as usual. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just minding my business. It kind of drug me into it. So, you know, dealing with it from, you know, some of the viewers and being like, oh, Sharp, you need to leave or Sharp, you need to start your own shit. I'm like, I've had no problems here in this building, like none. I don't have any problems with our agreements. I don't have any problems with like I don't have I don't I don't sit here with I don't sit here right now on this couch with malice in my heart towards you. I just don't, bro. Mm -hmm. If I did, I'd rather call you. You know, how I get down. I feel like some shit ain't for the camera, but. Some things had to get leaked and or just talked about rather. And, you know, we talked about it. And like I said, man, I just felt like I, I came in by myself. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody patted me on the back, bro, and be like, yeah, 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 come in. Yeah, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? I had to show my worth. Right. I mean, when I think about it, certain people, mm -hmm. like House Phone in particular, mm -hmm. he left with a bad taste in his mouth, reasonably so, you know, in the he, sense that he had a, he had a, let's be honest, man, he had a valid reason. Right. He it created a, a lot of drama and tension in his life. So when I, when he had to leave, I was very much understanding, you know, that yeah. it became just the kind of thing where if he came back, he was going to be getting so much shit and it was probably going to be kind of humiliating. And he just, you know, for him, I think at that point, I just totally Do understood. You, a question for you. Do you genuinely feel bad about what happened? Bro, I felt so bad while it was happening. He was and acting hella different. Yeah, you I was were. depressed. I was fucked up in the head. And that's one thing I realized too is I can't I can't even like come on the podcast and say like I'm depressed over this because they take it for weakness and they take it for you trying to play the victim and they, you know, it's just the things that are normal or good or productive to say to your girl or to your friend who you talk about your drama with or whatever all of a sudden come off quite different on the podcast that was, a, that was a terrible terrible experience that when i think about all that so many little things that could have been different that could have played out different that you know i'm massively regretful about so i definitely don't want to make that confused or muddled at all i don't think uh i'm gonna be honest i think out of all the shit that's happened i don't think you ever allow this to happen again like, I don't think you'd ever do that again. Like, mm -hmm. it's fucked up because I got, I love House Phone and it's fucked up. It was the 
that was what I had to show you, but I don't think you'd ever do that shit again. I don't think you're going to do that to anybody that you deal with in the future because you've seen what it got, and it sucks. No, and I mean, we tried to avoid it, obviously. Like, the, the editors were supposed to edit it out. But, I mean, we've had stuff since then where I doubled and triple checked that it was edited out, you know? And it's like, yeah, at the Is end of the day. Is that where you feel like we got the, the lazy part from? Like, you feel like we kind of slacked on it in a certain department in part you know like there was a lot there's there's always been a lot of things in podcasts that you know me and you might say something five minutes from now and then we might think of it afterwards and be like eh, i don't like the fact that we joked around about this thing people might take it weird whatever let's edit that out usually you know right away usually yeah. it's like even during the podcast we'll say hey cut that out after whatever. i've had that uh happen Right on very that and, and what's so crazy is because I know it could have made a super viral moment, but it was gonna make some bad blood too. So that's why I just mm. had certain things be taken out. And then sometimes it's weird when your guests are the ones who want you to remove stuff, and you got to be like, nah, like, nah, nah. <laughs> sometimes nah. you got to do it, but sometimes their reasoning is so bad that you kind of just got to stand on it, and you got to be like, nah, I can't. I can't just edit out this whole thing that you say. I did a we did a drill rapper interview the other day. It came out, it was 27 minutes. They made us delete everything good in it. What? You're talking about who's beefing with talking it's about. It's like, all well, damn, That's, let's just scratch the whole interview at that point. I mean, yeah, if you're that, gonna take like everything and if, you have to think about it, the interview's 27 minutes, man. Would have like, been a, a solid 37, I'm pretty sure, if they didn't edit all that shit out. And damn. and we chose to be cool too in that moment. You know, we tried to be like, all right, fuck it, we'll edit it out. Because the kid was young, too. It's like, you, know, yeah. you kind of want to go along with what they're saying or whatever, but. I like what you did on the uh, the one youngster's interview. You was like, yeah, man, we can't have no underage smoke. <laughs> well, that that was like, I think the same kid, if it's who I'm thinking of, he had his video removed from YouTube. And then when it was like, why did it get removed? It was like, you're under, it was underage smoking. And I'm like, holy fuck. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know you could get shit removed for that because there's about a billion rap videos that have that exact thing in it that I could think of. Well, you know, YouTube. I've noticed, man. YouTube's been strict. Oh, hell it's yeah. it's even helped me. Like I'd be like, damn, I'd be wanting to cuss. I'd be wanting to smoke. It's like you kind of can't do it in the first few because mm -hmm. it's like they're not they're not with that man at mm -hmm. all. And like I don't like to fuck up the money. Yeah. So that's why I'll sit back and be like, even when I'm like just streaming at home on on live on YouTube, you know, and I'm just sitting there chilling. I'm like, I kind of wait, mm. start smoking. Like, and I where did I learn that shit? Right fucking here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where I learned a lot of things, man. Like, and I'll be real with you, bro. I'm I'm forever grateful. No matter no matter how it fucking lands, bro. And I'll never go, and I'll say this to the world, I'll never go and slander. Can't slander some shit I was a part of that's gonna make me look like a fucking goofy. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to be real with you. Like, okay, so we, we covered the house phone thing and talked about how him leaving was pretty understandable and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With the other guys who left more recently, I'm going to be real. It's like, I don't really feel like I disrespected them in the same way that shit went down with house phone. You know, I think that realistically, you know, a few weeks out, you can look at it and be like, they had a good thing going. They had their own momentum. They picked an opportune time to dip out. And I can't really like identify the thing that I did to them that was so fucked up that they had to leave, or but that by proxy you should have to leave as well. That was a lot. I was just like, ah oh, man, like because I fuck with everybody, homie, and mm. I, I'm sure like I ain't saying nobody says it, but I'm sure motherfuckers be like, well, damn, you know, fuck sharp then, you know what I'm saying? Like straight up, like, but I, man, I had nothing. I have, I have had, will 
nothing but love for everybody that was here. Being here, leaving, doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I don't change, bro. Mm. I don't just change on people overnight. So I'm always going to have love for them. I'm always going to shoot my support. But, hey, man, over here, this this is, I, I touched some bread in this motherfucker. Mm. So I ain't about to, you know, uh, Oh, we have a good no. relationship and we do good business. We but, do great fucking business. But th that's just kind of my thing all these all these weeks removed from the other situation is yeah. like I feel like we're supposed to still be friends, right? Yeah. I don't feel like those people should be putting dirt on my name or trying to like, you know, hold the grudge out the door. And to be real with you, a bunch of them have been very, very considerate with what they were able to say or what they were willing to say, et cetera. But when I look at it, it's like, so am I Am I not supposed to be cool with T-Row? Because I feel like I'm, in my mind, I don't feel like anything happened between he, me and him that should prohibit us from having a friendship. And there's been multiple times where I thought about hitting him up over the past couple of weeks, even just about some shit that don't have anything to do with anything to just be like, hey, check this out. And then I'm like, fuck, like, I feel like I'm not supposed to hit him up. I feel like the narrative is that we're not cool, even though we've had little conversations here and there since then. But I don't know. It's like, I that's one thing though for me, like, I would like to kind of reestablish certain friendships just for the sake of friendship. Just for the sake of friendship, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, homie. Like, spending spending time in your life holding grudges with people is, man, You, you that's a waste of energy. Mm. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, it's cool to be upset about some shit. Motherfuckers know what they know. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, man. It should be nothing but love, man. Yeah, y'all should, motherfuckers should still be friends somewhat or cordial. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see it being, it doesn't have to be fucking, let's, listen, man. When relationships end, they don't always have to end on bad terms. It doesn't always have to be, sometimes you can shake hands and still keep it cool. And guess what it does? It just leaves the door open for whatever possibilities. It don't even have to still be the building. Fuck the building. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Just leave possibilities open for later on in life that just some shit might come come down and be like, hey, I think a motherfucker is a perfect fit for it or vice versa. Like, because you still got the relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? That they can stand on. But I, I, like I said, Adam, I'm me personally, man. I just felt like I didn't need to go anywhere. Right? For what? Like yeah. I don't, I don't see. You know what I'm saying the issue. Like motherfuckers make comments every motherfucking day. Whatever the fuck was going on, hey man, it doesn't matter. Right now, we're trying to build this shit back up. I feel like vases and shit got knocked over on the way out the door. Mm. Pictures got. You know what I'm saying, fucking knocked off the wall. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just gracefully gone. Mm. You know, but hey. Ain't nobody no fucking victims over here. No jumper's gonna fucking stand. We're gonna stay moving. We're gonna stay bringing dope content. All this did was really put a motherfucking fire up to really bring even doper content through this bitch. Mm. Appreciate it. And that's what... I fucking appreciate it. I've been waking up feeling different the past couple of days. I've been waking up feeling like... It ain't the coke. I'm on a mission. No, the, the coke. coke. <laughs> the coke will have you feeling crazy in the morning. <laughs> I thought of that too, though. Yeah. Do, do a little coke pod. <laughs> you want some energy? You fucking. We'll talk about bro. that later. No. But uh, I don't know. It's like I just kind of have a different mentality of yeah. like, all right, we got an audience. Maybe I need to break this shit down and rebuild it from the ground up. And I got a lot of different stuff that I could tell you about and, and show you and everything. But that's that's the shit that I'm saying to the team in we terms. Took a hell of a hit, bro. We took a hit, but that's what I'm saying to the team is like, we have this opportunity right now. It might not be there forever, but we got a fucking opportunity right now to make the best content that we can. And I'm really determined to like show the fans that 
we got it in us. It's Pops. here, bro. Pops. Yeah. I, bro, I, we're, listen, man. I think the viewers know we're going to stand up, man. Mm. We got this one under control. It's cool. Yeah, it's a little hiccup, but, hey, man, the content's still coming through. People still fucking with our shit. I haven't really seen anything. It seems like everything's starting to go back to normal. Yeah, I mean, the views to definitely me, took a hit. That's the problem. That, got fucked up. That's but, where we need to, like, really focus on making the content as good as possible. But you did point it out. You were like, I wouldn't want it inflated on no bullshit either. Mm. On just drag in a brown paper bag. I wouldn't want it to be inflated on that. You know what I'm saying? Let it be because the content's good. Right. I mean, there was definitely times over the past couple of years where it kind of felt like, oh, yeah, we just did killer views on this episode. But it was because of some conflict that I really don't feel like is going to be good in the long run. And especially when it starts being stuff between the hosts mm -mm. that gets amped up and, you know, it's like that shit, like that's one of my biggest things. When I'm talking to Brick or Court or whatever, or like people that we're having on the channel now, I'm like, listen, if we got issues with each other, if we got anything aggressive that we want to get out or we got to say to each other, let's do it on the phone. Let's do it in a group chat. Let's do it in a conversation here. But let's not turn our lives into some soap opera bullshit. Because we could turn other people's good. shit into soap Bro, opera. I'm you want to have a guest? We could fucking do whatever the hell you want about their shit. But in terms of us, let's move as a fucking unit. Bro, me that like think about why I never had the problem, and I'm gonna point it out. I never had that problem because I was focused on the content. I didn't live stream. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sitting with people to be like, to even when some shit come up about me to give a reaction to it because I'm too busy trying to get an interview and trying to interview this person. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Stop the interview, mid-interview to say, hey, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I want to address that shit too the other day on the show of when right. this happened or such and such. Like, fuck that. That shit looks corny, bro. But you want to know why I think part of the problem too is that we were just trying to do too much, make too much content, get too big. And it's like, the, the reason why I say that is because, think about it, we got the news Monday through Friday, every morning. Mm -hmm. And then we got, at one point, we had the Monday show, the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, the Thursday show, and the Shark Tank. Two shows on the Thursday because it was me and Disconnected exactly. on Thursday. And so... We shared a day. You know, and you guys are doing very different shit, so that's cool. But I think that at a certain point, when you have this many people being on camera this much, and there's only so much news coming out on a daily basis, and it's like... You know, if a rapper gets shot and it gets talked about on the show on Monday, on Tuesday, I guess we're going to talk about it. And then Wednesday, they're going to talk about it again. And Thursday, Thursday, they're probably going to talk about it. And so that is very obvious to people that that's kind of boring and that that's something that like they should not do. So then it kind of becomes like, okay, well, then we're going to sort of get into each other's personal lives. And then even that over time, it kind of became more like, oh, let's like even that loses kind of interest. And then it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing on here? I feel like. People, <clears throat> it, it, the last probably like six months, people haven't really focused on watching the content. I think it's the personalities mm. that we had. You know what I'm saying? Hattie, here, my personality, yours, you know, just the 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 on-air talent, you know, just camera talent. Like we, people really like took a liking to that. That's why when you see in the comments, like people would talk about the content, but they'll talk about the person who's talking about it more. Mm -hmm. I noticed that about our fan base. Like it's different. You know, they... They like the personalities. They don't even give a fuck if you know how to interview, if you know how to say anything. They like you, they like you. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And, and, I mean, there's this crazy wave of, uh, you know, or, like, 
the trajectory that people's careers kind of go on online that I've never really had to think about too deeply until this shit where at first they don't give a fuck about you. And then you start to win them over a bit and they start to really like you. And then they find out some extra shit about you that either sometimes it's genuine, sometimes it's kind of like just an excuse. But at a certain point, they decide that they don't like you anymore and they start trying to tear you down. And I've seen it happen to like literally almost every fucking person that has come through here, you know? Yeah. And I see that the the impact that that kind of has on people in general and, and in particular, you know, I'll just say it like fucking lush. Like he... It was tough for him when he started to really get like real deal hardcore feedback from the really audience. Realest shit I could ever say. And I hope that he hears this because it, the problem was with Lush, man, he was too much of a fan. Mm. Like we hired a fan, bro. And it's cool to be, you know, I, I like no jumper. It's cool, but I really concentrate on the content and the business. I'm not looking to really go run my mouth over to people that I don't even fucking know like that. Like, and knowing that this is in an open place that can be recorded and I'm just over here running my mouth because I think I fucking know everything mm. and to try to be cool and to try to fit in. And that shit was wrong. Man, he should have never did that. Mm. I, I talked to Lush about it. I said, damn, Lush, you pretty much like damn near single-handedly. That shit wasn't even your business to go even tell. <laughs> and he didn't get picked up. I don't give a fuck if you got it told or not. No, but I'm saying you can't you can't pick up in your brain, Lush, like, hey, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Sometimes you stay out of it, homie. Or go tell the person that you heard it about if you feel like you have a good relationship with him. Mm. But don't go and start to tell strangers, man. Yeah. And thinking that this shit isn't going to get out. And it's crazy to see him go, and I haven't watched it, but I've like kind of heard summaries from people. But like yeah. he, he did a Bootleg Kevin interview, mm -hmm. and he's taking like no accountability from what I've heard. And that to me is the craziest shit. Like maybe if he had fully admitted how fucking wrong it was what he did to me, then it would be a conversation about if we could be cool or whatever. But the fact that he tells this insane version of events that doesn't include the fact that his fucking, I, I mean, I would kind of call it snitching, but you know, whatever you want to call it, just being a blabbermouth. I'm, I'm going to blame both of you because you knew you should have knew better than to tell him fucking lush can't hold water. I should have definitely Lush, not trusted him. I'm like just that, yeah. being honest, bro. Everybody in this office knows this. The viewers know this. This is no Bush's baked bean secret here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lush can't hold water, bro. Mm. So I wouldn't tell him anything. And even just on a normal, like, hey, man, like, and even though it was, it was, you feel like it was harmless, you know what I'm saying? What, what you had said, whatever you had spoke on to him. But Lush. He can't hold that. Oh, my God. He feels like you told him some info that nobody knows. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got the star power. He's running right to Discord. Tune I. I'm going to tell you the truth. Is that <laughs> if it were you, if I had told you something that was like very obvious that it shouldn't be discussed with any outsiders, like, hey, I need you to keep this between me and you, I feel like it would have been no problem. No, it wouldn't have been a problem. But if it was about somebody that needs to know, we need to tell him. Mm. This ain't something that, see, that's where real comes in. Like, bro, if that's how you feel, tell him. No, but I did. I told Lush after I had already told AD, which is another thing that kind of got lost in this whole fucking storyline is that it kind of was made out. Like, I told Lush, and that's how AD found out. In reality, oh. I told AD on a Friday, and then Lush fucking, uh, I told Lush on Saturday, and then Lush blabs about it on the Discord. AD knows about it by like Monday morning or maybe Sunday. 
I mean, what's done is done. Right. You know, I mean, at, at this point, right? We just like, have to be very careful about the people that we allow that around us. Because I could not believe Lush did that, bro. Yeah. I, I like, I'm going to be real. Like, I, I always said it. <clears throat> I always said it, man. I always said it will never be somebody from the outside that takes no jumper down. It'll be internal. Mm hmm. Boy, was was I fucking <laughs> spot on. <laughs> this is the thing. Man. You bring people on the podcast, and it's like, you know, you, you want to bring people on who fit with you, who you trust, and you think they're a good person. But then at a certain time, maybe you bring somebody on who you feel like maybe they're a little bit damaged. Maybe they're a little bit questionable, but they have things about them that you like. Like, I can't, I, I'll, I'll say Lush is smart. He Lush is. is quite knowledgeable about hip hop. Lush is very open and empathetic yes. uh, with his feelings and But he's his got emotions. too many weaknesses. Yeah. He's got too many weaknesses, man. He, he wears too much of it on his sleeves, and people see that shit and they knock it off his fucking shoulders mm. every time. It's like, bro, he needs to, like, I don't know if he's like friend searching, soul searching. Like, I get it, bro, but you gotta, like, you got to stop being such a fucking pushover with them people, bro. These people don't even know you, Lush. Like, don't tell them shit. That ain't none of their business. If you're going to talk about it internally, hey, talk about it with Adam and the nigga that he talked to, told you about. I can respect that. Mm. I don't feel like it should be no secret. And like you said, if, if you did talk to AD, if you did talk to him. Yeah. If. That's how that went. If you talk to him, all right, I can see. But, like, come on, bro. Like. This shit, some this shit was some bullshit. I just think it all got spiraled out of control. Yeah, I mean, there are like that's kind of the the nature of this is that you do business or you make content with all kinds of people, and because of the fact that we do content with so many people, some percentage of them are gonna betray you or they're going to do some shit that you don't appreciate. Like, I don't know that it's necessarily happened to you, but you could have very easily interviewed some girl, thought that like, oh, this is gonna be a good piece of content. Maybe it is a good piece of content, does a million views. And then you got to deal with her on Instagram talking about what a piece of shit you are for the next six months, next year. Right, I right. did do, I did deal with that with one, but the, the shit never made it out. And I fucking have seen her make multiple TikToks <laughs> yes. about it. Yes. I have not ran into her, but I always <laughs> keep thinking when I run into her, it's going to be fucking awkward because she had this terrible time on the podcast that never even came out and I wasn't there or anything. Well, all right. So let's unpack, right? It got, I don't know what happened. We were talking about it earlier. It's funny as shit. We were talking about it. Like what had happened was the video got leaked some way onto YouTube. Oh yeah. And it, what happened, it got thrown in the disconnected algorithm. Like it was set. So if you pulled up disconnected, it's sitting right there. Oh, it was in the playlist. It was in the playlist. Oh, the most annoying way for shit to leak. You know what I'm saying? You put it so, in the playlist. And I mean, luckily it. it got snatched down quick because yeah. she asked for it to not come out. It was, listen, it was nine minutes of clusterfuck. It was, she said I didn't um, introduce her. Why I didn't is because I felt like we were like knee deep in the conversation already. So mm -hmm. I'm like we'll fucking talk about your name in a little bit. Like, let's talk about what you just said. Like, let's unpack this. And then we just kind of got into it. It was probably nine minutes, man. She fucking took the headphones down. She threw them on the ground. I'm like, hey, you don't need to break our stuff. Mm. We're not over here. You know, if you want to leave, hey, the door's always open. Like, nobody's over here trying to like, oh, you can't leave. What are you doing? What are you hey, if you don't want to do the interview, that's fine. I don't want to waste my time anyway. I want to put out some content. Like me and you are in a debate. I don't like to, I don't argue with these bitches. I debate these bitches. <laughs> it's a difference. 
understand what I've been doing here the past year. I got love for everybody, homie, even the females that come through here. A lot of them have hit me up even after the fact. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just to be cool with me, just staying in touch. But do you feel like, because, all right, when you first came into this environment doing content with chicks, it was like, you know, you were just trampling. Blue Jasmine set the fucking tone. And uh, what's the little pimp guy's name? What's his name? Yeah. yeah. Don't oh say that God. shit. I told you, bro. Okay. I told you that shit then. Big It hasn't C. changed in over a year. Big That's- C. <laughs> I'm going to censor it. Big C the P. Yeah, bro. Look, I'll tell you, man. Like, Blue Jasmine, for real, bro. She, You were there. This is a yeah. good thing to talk about. You mm. were fucking there. She set the tone. Because when you said what the world wants to see, sharp, interact with a girl. I remember because I can hear your fucking voice. It annoys me sometimes. <laughs> that was a great you were, moment. You yeah. were like, what best then, sharp, come together with Blue Jasmine, right? right. I said... I think that's dope. I think that's going to be pretty dope. She interrupts me to say, I might snatch you. I might take your chain, rob you for your chain. I swear to you, bro. She set the tone to how I was about to come for the whole year wrecking ball, bro. I swear. Because I said, I think that's going to be pretty dope. Like, it, it could have been a more cordial conversation, but she just brought it out of me, bro. As soon as she said she was going to take something off my body. Mm. I just couldn't like even as a joke like you don't even know me to joke with me like that right but I've seen this thing happen with you where like you know the vast majority of the sharp pods that really went viral are like you know basically interactions with chicks yeah and I feel like you've gotten a bit more empathetic you understand where they're coming from more or you you don't have necessarily the negative shit to say to a OnlyFans girl in the way that you might have uh, a year ago do you feel like in some way that has affected the content or are you still motivated to do content with random girls? I noticed you had a couple People of BBWs in here the other day. I did. People have to understand something. Any of them, all that con- the content that I've made that might have went viral because you know it was a high level of shit talking or whatever was fucking organic. I don't purposely try to do it. If somebody says something or they got something that I want to debate them about, okay, and we start going back and forth, that happens naturally. I don't set this shit up. So if you're watching my content for that, you you know what I'm saying, and you're not watching it for just like organic purposes of mm. just liking the content, and if there is something that sparks off, okay, it sparks off, y'all catch this shit in real time. Like, this shit is very real. It's not scripted. There's no, hey, we're going to get into it. Let's plan it out. Mm-hmm. There's none of that shit. I sit down and, hey, and we get it in if that's where it's at, you know? But I try to, a lot of the people that have came in, like, they don't disrespect me. Like, even people say, like, Sharp will get into it with a chick, but he don't get into it with men. Well, men come in with a different respect factor towards me. They're not talking crazy or saying, sh- we don't say weird shit around well, each Look how other. you did Big C, the P. He was crazy. You did not come with a lot of respect well, for him. Well, I'll tell you why. I didn't even want to fucking do that interview. Really? No. Josh told me. Oh, like, yeah. oh, we, we were pushing you. Yeah, I remember. You remember that shit? I was yeah. like, I didn't even want to fucking do the interview. So for everybody in the world so they can know, I didn't even want to fuck with it. But Josh was like, oh, no, no, Charvin. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. I'm like... You can hear him too. His fucking voice. Oh, sharp. I it it'll be fucking incredible. Yeah. You know how he gets it's gonna be amazing. His voice is a little more and, whispery than yours. It, it and it is. I tried. That I tried. I hope he isn't upset or when he hears it. <laughs> like that's a bad fucking impression. He'll be all right with it. But like he told me he was like, Yeah, yeah, like come on, you gotta do it. I'm like, 
he he was like he wants to do, he wants to tell you about how the new game how this works like pretty much like it sounded like he was sending jabs my way mm. like the uh, you know what I'm saying fucking Tucker it right. sounded like he was sending jabs at me I so I'm like, I could like just call him Tucker yeah. and that's why I didn't want to sit down with him you know what I'm saying but then Josh was like yeah let's do it so I sit down I'm like all right bro so what you want to tell me about the the new school versus the old school like what what the fuck do you got to say to me I'm already not wanting to sit there mm. the 36 minutes that I sat there was fucking crucial it made my head hurt to even sit there and talk to him at that time still to this day I've never seen somebody smoke a blunt that fast <laughs> we're gonna bring him back we're gonna bring him back see if he's still I smoking love that like idea. that is what's her name still with him Rain City Kitty? I think so. Right. I think so. I mean, I haven't. He a real one. I, that's, I, he I'm saying down like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Listen, man, I never had no problems with that man even then. But when you try to come in and you try to say you want to debate some shit that I've lived, man, my entire life. And you're trying to tell me where I'm moving wrong in the mm. church. Why don't you come? Like, don't do that. And you coming into my domain, nigga, I don't even know you. Mm. Never met you, never heard of you anywhere moving around. Like, and I get it, it's a new damn age. The 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 internet nigga is an all-time sensation. You know, being an internet person or internet thug or internet pimp. I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody really ever went, nobody these days, a lot of people don't go outside and get their hands dirty. Mm. Like I used to be. Like you had to go really get it out of the mud. Like that was the experience. Now you can get on YouTube, move your coffee table, and try the same karate moves that you see on YouTube. <laughs> move the Let's be table. fucking honest. <laughs> Let's just be honest, bro. Right. That's where everybody's trying this shit and getting... Look, that's how Kelpie came about. Mm. When you ask him, where'd you get this shit from? Oh, well, I saw it on YouTube. I saw you, Sharp, and it kind of fucked me up, bro, because I was like, what did this kid... like?" It, what did this kid take out of what I said to make him feel like this? Like, what the fuck? Like, bro, go do something with your life. I, this shit happened to me, bro, because it happened to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not a fad. It's not a style. It's not something you can put on and portray, mm -hmm. you know? And it took a lot of heat with it throughout. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when the time, the man, laws change. Shit start changing. That's when I wanted to change. Mm. And that's where I landed my ass right here with you <laughs> on the No Jumper podcast. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely. The But okay, that that's something that I've seen kind of brought up. Or maybe we should just talk about the entirety of all this. Like, you're somebody who clearly came in the game trying to do good business, trying to make yeah. good content, yeah. and we're not at all fixated on the idea that you were ever going to end up beefing with anybody, right? No. And you've ended up in some issues with a couple of different high-profile personalities in the hip-hop community. Man. And to a certain extent, I've seen you kind of trying to just ignore it or try to like stay out of it. Yeah. But it's like the reality is is that you do have high-profile people basically. You know, I, I don't know if you would describe it as sort of using you to make content or if it's yeah. a sincere – uh, you know, dislike or beef with people. Like, what? What's your attitude My face, on all that? <clears throat> Listen, man. Like, once people start telling me how this internet game goes, I just choose not to play it. It's it's all a it's all all that shit is all set up, man. It's all like that's all motherfuckers do is like they're looking for content. They don't give a fuck, bro. They'll slap their moms for content. Like motherfuckers that do weird shit. If you could tell them, man, they can get a hundred thousand views tomorrow, two hundred thousand views tomorrow mm -hmm. on some shit that. Like, some shit they don't even have no business doing. They're right. going to do it, bro. Like, people be out here hungry, man. Like, hungry. They, and it's just for exposure. Like, I, I do this because I like putting out good content, and I like the money I can make in the end for my, you know what I'm saying, for my work, man, for what I put out. Mm -hmm. 
but this shit, like, man, is crazy, like, with these dudes, man. Like, they just, they, they talk bad about you, talk bad about you, but that's how they fight you. That's the new way. Mm-hmm. It's that new way, man. Like, the louder mic wins. Like, to me, it's like, if I was a cop and I saw 10 bodies today, saw 10 horrible home invasions, you know, see 10 dead people laid out, yeah. I think it's probably better to go home and not talk about it with your wife. <laughs> You know, they always say like leave your work at home or, or leave your what is it? I don't know. Leave your leave your shit at work. Yeah, leave you your know? shit at work. Leave your work leave at work. Leave it at the doorstep. I'm man. sure I'm fucking this up. But you know No, leave it at the doorstep. Don't bring yeah. it in the house. And and that's kinda like, you know, when I first got into making content, it was like, I'm gonna put my whole goddamn life out here. I'm gonna show everything. If I'm going out partying, I'm making a vlog. If I'm gonna do if I'm gonna kick it at the store for four hours with some of the homies, I'm gonna kick it for four hours on the live stream. If I'm having a fight with my girl, I'm gonna talk about the fight. If I'm if I'm everything, I'm just gonna put it all out there. And the more and more that you get sort of into this shit, the more attractive it becomes. Man, I, I look at the YouTubers that I know who make little videos about different topics, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's that's it right there. He don't even know it, but that's it. There was because something. he don't got to go home afterwards and deal with any repercussions. We don't know who this guy's married to. We don't know how many kids he got. We don't know nothing. And that's right. a beautiful thing to have. And right. I think you get that. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> but there was something that you said, though, in the beginning of like all this. Like I remember you said it a while back, man, at the old office. And I think it was on a live stream. And you were like, you got to understand when you step into this space, your entire life gets put out there, man. Like you're no longer a secret. So you got to, the only thing you can do is know how to use, know how to cut it on and off, bro. Mm. From the time you step outside, yeah, you might have to put your jacket on, man, and slick your hair back and get moving. And then when you come in the house, man, just leave that shit alone. Don't turn it on your TV. Don't try to entertain it. Like try to like, just try to live for you, man, because that shit will suck you in. Mm. And that's what I think it does. Like even like the, the, the badness of it. That's why you felt so fucked up about it. Like, fuck it, man. Should I just stop this shit? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're hearing all this extra shit. Like, but if you stay away from that and block that shit out and just focus on what the fuck's going on, bro, you won't feel half this shit. Mm. I promise you that, man. There's just a lot of different kinds of content that we can make, and it definitely doesn't have to be about our personal lives. I you know? I agree with you. But you have to remember too, though, brother, like, this is what it is, man. We're putting it out there, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't know if that's what No Jumper, like when I came to No Jumper, that's not what it was. I didn't see it built like that. Mm. Like where it was just like real personal, like talking about personal stuff. Like I just didn't, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't see that in the I beginning. Sorry. I didn't oh, see that in the beginning. That one there. Good idea. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that in the beginning here, Adam. So like know. to see it like fucking massively grow into just this fucking nasty ass ball, bro. It was. Ready, a, got one. It was a it was a ticking time bomb. It right. seemed like to me, and it was like, damn, when's it gonna blow? Yeah, and uh, seeing people call it the Jerry Springer of hip hop or whatever over and over, it's fucked up. It's not ideal. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was a huge Jerry Springer fan. I was too. And there was a lot of stuff that Jerry Springer did that I look at now, and I'm like, holy shit, this dude was a goddamn genius. He was. He's but putting if hate you groups at it- arguing with people on camera, which in retrospect, a lot of that stuff does not look great. But the fact that he had the balls to do it, to take Christian fundamentalists and punk rockers who were eating their own shit and cutting themselves open on stage 
I want to see that content. I want to see these motherfuckers go at it. <laughs> hey, he didn't had everybody on that motherfucker, hasn't yeah. he, bro? He didn't have some. Yeah, he definitely uh, stepped the game up on that one. But like Good I said, this isn't great days. Remember, they had the greatest hits of him, man. You could fucking buy the volumes, the VHSs back in the day. You're a real sick fuck if you ordered that. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I, I used to see that all the time, but I never really thought about actually getting it. Yeah, remember, it was like the greatest moments. Like, people used to get <laughs> fucked up up on that motherfucker you cannot tell me on there them fights were fake they weren't oh but it got to the point where like almost every segment was turning into a fight every two seconds and they had the security guards on deck so they couldn't really fight that's how steve wilkos blew up it's think true. about it. it so you're right he would springer was a genius because he did open the doors for a lot of other people like steve wilkos ended up getting his own show yeah his own spinoff because he was a fa he was a security guard that everybody constantly fucked with. And I remember that he got on the mic a couple times. People took a liking to him and he just blew up from there. Right. I mean, dude, it's crazy because that format is no longer considered acceptable for TV. You can't have it's like hockey, bro. You can't, you can't have people fighting have out there. Shit. You can't have all these That's people. Real. If you were to have, like cause one of the main things he used to do is he would have like a racist person and an anti-racist person and they would argue. I don't think, and nobody on TV is doing that. You remember bum fights? I've heard a lot about bum fights, yes. You remember that shit? Yes. Look, Donnie put his hand up like, yeah, bro. No, I used to watch it all the time. I heard a rumor that the guy who made bum fights after bum fights, he made like $10 million yeah. off it. And I heard that then he went and started like an anarchist collective, like a political group. And then recently it got exposed that the guy who runs this like anarchist collective was the guy who started bum fights and people are pretty mad about it. Wow. I don't know if that's true. Somebody told I me. I don't know, but I remember that that was them with the decline uh, stickers that you would see the man walking with the briefcase with the horns. You'd see them signs a lot of places. Like it would say like decline on it or something. And it was like a crosswalk man mm. with horns on it with a fucking briefcase. Okay. You'd see it everywhere, but that was bum fights. That was their shit too. Oh, I didn't know. They, man, they were every like them. You'd see them like just posted on the wall. They'd post them all through, man, cities all over. Yeah popular man i remember watching fucking they used to make bums get down but it wasn't even just bums it was like they would go to like they would catch hood shit mm. like vhs like two gangs fighting and shit like some crazy shit back in the day when like having a video camera was so unique that people would just show out for your camera and nobody had thought like <laughs> oh you're gonna record this you're gonna put it on youtube you're gonna make money off it i should get compensated in some way or i'm gonna get arrested yeah. for what i'm doing on this tape the good old days before people were like thinking like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, that was before you had YouTube, you yeah. know, YouTube and Google where you can go and Google something now, like, and it's going to pull up, man. Mm. Like you can find anything on the internet, anything that fucking tickles your fancy, mm. you know? That's a fact. <laughs> For That's real, a bro. Fact. No, I'm just saying, like, if you think about it like that, you can look at everything now, but back then, maybe that's why, it ain't even maybe, that's why they were so popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is because this was pre, like, fucking dial-up was still new. I could do bum fights right now. I'm, well, I guess people probably would get into it. There's some YouTube channels that basically almost do bum You're fights. Sick. No, no, no. You're I'm sick. not going to. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> I don't want smoke he with the bum community. <laughs> Bro. But I'm saying like there are channels where they have like backyard wrestling and the people who are in it are kind of like super small time internet celebrities, people who are beefing on Instagram live, et cetera. Right. And that exists. And it's like, it's not that popular. I think that the, the whole vibe of like going to a homeless encampment and getting homeless people to fight, like who seem authentically from that, 
that was kind of like too much for people to shy away from at that time. Bro, it was crazy because they were real bum. He had real bums fighting each other, like really getting down. He would say they name and they age. <laughs> I think everybody at home is thinking the same thing. When is Sharp going to create stroll fights? Oh, my God, man. Blade fights. I wouldn't even want to. You know what, man? I Fuck. You go out there fucking with motherfuckers, man. Motherfuckers liable to walk up on you and try to fight you. Like, people don't like that shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like, certain places, like, bums ain't going to trip because you can give them 20 bucks. Like, here, y'all want to make 20 bucks real quick to throw a couple blows? Hell yeah. I don't got shit else to do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think it's a little, it, it's fucked up because even bum fights, they knew who to exploit. Like, they knew who to go gravitate towards, and it, mm. it could be cheap and make a lot of money. It's cheap production. There's a lot of people doing, it not, was, not fighting, but there's a lot of people pulling up at, you know, gas stations and, and, and strip malls or wherever the fuck the bums are at and just filming them. And it then, was cheap production, And man. I'm not talking software at Underbelly where he, he keeps up, like, a nice veneer of respectability, and he's actually empathetic to the people. I think he that's cares. the third time I said Shout empathetic so far this podcast, which is, <laughs> seems, seems bad for some reason. But, like, you know, like, the way he does it, yeah. it seems respectful. Yeah. And the way a lot of other people are doing it is not going like, to try to keep listen, that. Like, like when I talked to Mark later, shout out to him, Soft White Underbelly. When I had talked to him, he was like, I was like, man, because I know you make a lot, man. Because I'm like, bro, you're fucking, he's made millions and millions of views. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And content where people have gravitated towards his content. But I asked him, I was like, man, you be making money? He says, man, I've given, I've, I've given out more money. Mm than I've made because YouTube don't want to monetize them. Well, he told me a few months ago, and I don't know how public this is, but I'm pretty sure that he's been public about it, but he hit me up and said that YouTube straight up like flipped the switch and like 90% of his content got demonetized all at yeah. the same time, which, yeah. I mean, people in this office or formerly this office, like Trev and Yuri had the same exact fucking thing happen where their channels just got blanket demonetized all at once. Didn't that happen to Joe Rogan on Spotify? Didn't they like... No. Remember they they took down I thought they had took down like um somebody had took down like a vast majority like of his of his videos. But I think that was like a choice that he was kind of on board with because when yeah. they put his podcast on Spotify it was kind of like all right if we're going to have this old episode with Alex Jones where yeah. he talks about Sandy Hook and he talks about 911 right. and he talks about all this shit if we put this on Spotify Spotify is going to basically be treated as if they are co-signing this message. So a lot of the, I don't know a lot, but like maybe a couple dozen Joe Rogan episodes did not make the transition to Spotify. Although I'm sure there's still like archives out there somewhere. Yeah, no, because I, <clears throat> I thought I heard about that, like where it was like a problem. And I thought that, I, you know, don't quote me, but like I thought it was something with uh, Rumble. Rumble was offering him some bread. Well, Rumble, Rumble did offer him bread at one point, I think, like basically saying, like, if you're not happy with Spotify, come fuck with us. Said you know? we got 100 million reasons why. But, bro, the, the, the whole fuck? thing with Rumble is pretty wild because they what? are fully, like, entering into, like, at first it was just, like, people on the right, conservative commentators, you know, yeah. uh, they, all these types of people for the most part. But now they got Gideon and they got Steve Will Do It and they got academics. Right. So right, I right. don't know what these deals look like, like how much they're giving people. But think about it from academics' perspective because we, mm. we had a conversation about basically like what YouTube is these days. And it's like he, he suffers from the same thing that I suffer from where he will go on stream and he will do a four or five-hour stream and he will make 200 bucks from 
AdSense because live streamed content just doesn't really pay that much. Maybe not 200, maybe a little more, but it, it used to be a little better. Oh, it used to be all right. You used to be able to go on stream for four or five hours. Like if you're, if you're like him and you have five, 10,000 viewers the whole time, he might make a couple thousand at the end of it, which is right. significant. But now yes, yes. he just clips, he takes the clips and he puts those on YouTube the VOD is gone, like the stream is gone, so you can't just watch the whole stream, but you can see the clips afterwards. And when you think about him on Rumble, it's like he's going to stream on Rumble. He'll have less viewers than he would have on YouTube, but he'll still have a significant amount. Right. But he'll probably make more, plus whatever kind of bonus he gets from Rumble, and then the clips are just going to go up on YouTube anyway. Like YouTube is not really – like even if Rumble were to offer me like a relatively small amount of money to do everything on there – you know, if you're confident that your audience is going to follow you, which I would not say that I am at this time, because I feel like we we are in a position right now <laughs> where we have to like reconvince the audience like, hey, we're going to keep making dope stuff over the next couple of weeks. You're going to see all the shit that we're going to be rolling out. And I think acts in a different place where he's been maintaining very, very steady numbers of viewers on live stream for many, many years. He doesn't feel like YouTube is properly compensating him for that so why not go somewhere else and maybe you have half as many viewers but fuck it hmm. but he still gets the bag he's getting a way bigger bag because for sure they're giving him some kind of bonus to be streaming on there but also maybe he's streaming on rumble and youtube at the same time i don't right. know that's possible it's possible i think although i don't know why they would give him money to stream on both it's all that it, to me i've noticed like with youtube man it's all ad revenue that's where you really eat at you know yeah. it's not even just for the 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 per view isn't the bread it's the how long does it how long are you watching the ad that's why some people man you see the five seconds having a countdown correct right it's because they make you at least five seconds watch that. well if you do a two-hour stream that yeah. goes viral or a two-hour video that goes viral that's going to make you way more of ads than a five-minute video or never mind a short shorts pay terrible let's be real i feel like what's been the new thrive is these fucking clips channels hmm. the clips channels like that's where like a, a lot of views go to, you know, like if you check our, our clips channel, our clips channel didn't take as much of a hit as the actual content did. Right. If you, if you look at it, I've, I've matched them up and I'm like, man, the clips channel always thrives because people like to just get to the meat and potatoes of it, man. Instead yeah. of watching the content. I think that sucks because that takes away from the actual interview and how you should watch it versus just looking at this clip. And taking it for what you see in that clip. But also, like, what can you learn from that? Because I know a lot of channels that I would never think about watching a full hour and a half episode. You know, shout out to my boys of Fresh and Fit. I fuck with them. But I'm not watching a full episode. I'm not watching a four-hour fucking live stream with you and these girls. But if you have a clip that says, this girl gets kicked out, rah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to clip that. Now, they have hardcore fans. They have fans who will watch every fucking stream that they do. And that yeah. that's their bread and butter for sure. But like when I think about our shit, it's kind of the same where it's like, you know, the, the 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 dramatic stuff, the really interesting stuff, the stuff with a great title, that's always going to be way more enticing to the average fan than saying, and, and that was always kind of the problem is that we'd have all this beef playing out on the channel and stuff, but then the clips on our channel were not even about the beef normally. It was just kind of like, oh, we're supplying the characters and the space for this to happen, but then ultimately, like, everybody else is the ones commenting on it and, and kind of running it up. Which made it even less attractive. It, man, point. bro, I seen everybody start cutting clips, man, after <laughs> that. Like, bro, like everything is clipped these days. Mm. It seems like that's what I've seen, like YouTube's really, like people are really driving on there is them clips channels, man. Yeah. 
So you excited, man, for the future? You ready? I am excited. Ready to step into the to the next phase of this shit. That's kind of a weird thing that I realized over the past week or two is like I I don't mind having my back against the wall. Like I feel like it, it builds you stronger, man. When you have a ton of shit going on on the channel, it it makes it kind of hard for you to then think, oh, okay, well, what's the new thing that we're gonna do? What's the big picture? What's the shit that we're gonna put out that is gonna kind of shake shit up and do something different? And more I think vlogs. we're ready for that. More vlogs. I'm gonna get out more. I'm gonna go interact with the people more. Well, I'm about that. Get, a, too, get across this country somewhere, man, and just go fucking. Just run it up, man, because people, like, I, I like fucking with our fans, man. I like interacting with them, and it seems like they like interacting with me. And I get up around, I, I think I make some good content for vlogs. No, I like that idea, too. I think we're going to get on that, man. It's going to be good. That's one thing I look back on. Like, I, um, at a certain point, I, uh, I did a vlog that was unbelievably successful for us, which was inside the Asian gangs of Long Beach. Asian Crips, whatever. It was just we went and hung out with Stupid Young and his boys. In Long Beach, it was an area that I'm totally comfortable with, but it did like 10 million views, right? Mm. And I remember seeing that and thinking like, oh, so should we do way more videos like this? And I didn't really jump on it or anything because to me it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of it's dangerous, takes a lot of time. It is great content, but it's like, you know, is it really like do you want to spend every fucking day going and like, going out to the trenches and you gotta have security or hood security or whatever you know i look back at that and i'm like there's all these different waves we could have at that moment when that video did good we could have said Boop. all right that's the new wave we're going to every hood yeah we're going to mississippi after this we're going could to texas after this we're going to every fucking and because i've seen youtubers do that yeah. a bunch of different dudes who yeah. just that's their fucking bread and butters that they're just going places and shit if i didn't have this going on and i had just accidentally ended up making that vlog and had to go viral maybe that would have been my life after that right you know you're just riding waves when you're in this content space and the, the best thing you can do is to as you're riding the different content waves also be building up your base which to us is kind of like the weekly podcast the interviews the base you know but then we can always kind of go beyond that and do more right well, I think we're going to make it, man. I think it's going to be okay. We got some new stuff coming for people, so I just hope they're going to be excited for that, man. It's <clears throat> it's going to be a great ride, man. Yeah, you don't even know. We got good stuff that I ain't even filled you in about that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Well, Who let's knows? Go, let's maybe go maybe Let's go have a conversation. Maybe I'll look kind of silly. Maybe they won't give a fuck. But I think that the conversations I've been having with the team over the last couple of days have been probably more productive than any conversations I've had in recent memory. Yeah, I came in and I was like, oh. So much room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you don't want to know when they're going to start talking shit. Is because I had the realization a couple of weeks ago, too. I was like, we're not in here Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. We could probably rent out parts of the space, whether it's the podcast studio, maybe like change up the, the look of it or whatever. Maybe we build some sets or whatever. There's a lot of things that I could be doing to make money off of this space when we're not recording content. That's very true. I thought about that for you, but I was like, I'm sure he's already thought about doing that, man. It never really entered my mind until this shit kind of slowed down content-wise a little bit. And then I started to think, like, me having this space and not renting it out on Saturdays and Sundays is the equivalent of me having a house. And I'm just not there two, three days out of the week. Now, house is different. But, like, you know, <laughs> there's, like, th there's a lot of, like, you know, I'm, I'm not using the whole Buffalo. Yeah. Well, it's time, man. I'm just throwing that out there so that once we do rent it out, then 
people aren't going to be able to create the narrative of like, oh my god, look at this massive failure that is you know. Becoming. No, bro. We can't rent it out until we start really like entering the new era, whatever yeah, that era may be. Let's show them what the fuck we're about to do, man, and what we got in store for them, man. Mm. I love sitting down with you, bro, and I appreciate you, man. And I think that uh, that's it. Let's just move forward, man. Mm. This is it. We just threw it all in the fucking fire. We just burnt it up. It's done. When Let's, you when you came to the channel, it was kind of like you obviously had your own momentum, and you and I already had people that I was talking to on a consistent basis on the channel. But when I look at it now, it's like okay, maybe we should lean in into the Adam and Sharp vibe a little bit more. Let's do it. Maybe I'm we should it. build more. <clears throat> I liked how we bounced around it. We didn't just stay on the shit, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like to be able to bounce around in the conversation. We've always had good dialogue. We haven't got to sit down as much because I'm fucking working. It's always me and your name on the fucking board. Like, you're in the front. I'm always back there in the back. Fucking people are coming through the side door. Like, yeah. we're, we we see each other. We're like, hey, everything's cool. But then you're like, yeah, I got to go do an interview right now. I'm like, yeah, I got to go to the other room. And I'll right. let you later. And then we probably don't even see each other no more. We'll be in the same fucking building. Yeah, but I think sometimes that's a good thing because guess what we're doing? We're fucking working. Yeah, we're working, man. We're knocking out content. We're trying to bring that interview that somebody's looking to watch mm. right now. They're looking for it right now on YouTube to watch. Like, oh shit, this and it becomes one of their favorite interviews. I don't give a fuck if it's only got thirty thousand, bro. Mm. As long as them thirty thousand, we're fucking happy. Definitely. Um, yeah, let's keep building on this. And if you guys want to see more of me and Sharp together. Drop the comments. Let us know what you think of the of the dynamic and who you would like to see us sit down with. Who for the ones that listen, for the viewers that stuck with us, hey man, we love you. We appreciate you. More is on the way. And like I said, if y'all want to see me and him fucking pizza face over here, sit down for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> pizza face. We're gonna we're gonna get it. Hey. I got a decent complexion, my hey. guy. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm looking all right. I got a zip problem yeah, going on. A little bit of Roll game. Yeah. No, bit. the beard's too long right now. It's, it's like good. hanging over my lip. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, man, I love sitting down with you. And when you ever want to chop it up, like I said, I love streaming with you, bro. Let's do I it. I think we do it for real, man. Y'all be in tune. Hey, man, Sharp Tank, no jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. We out of here. Hey, Donnie, shoot us out the motherfucking gym. <laughs>